You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. Hi there, Brandon with his earphones too loud. Earphones. Our weekly look into the Sounders FC Nurky Nurky soccer culture, (laughs) fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty MLS. Do us a quick solid and click through on to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever the hell you call it. Give us a rating. I usually say definitely five stars, but this time I might say less based based off of that intro. Leave us a comment. That's the real thing we're looking for. We want to have some dialogue here. The review is nice. The rating is awesome. But we just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player uh, from Roger Levesque to tree chopping Nate Jacoba. That must mean we have a Cascadia Cup on our hands this week there, Brandon. Um, Yeah, it does mean that. <laughs> this week, the Harry Ship-led Sounders FC take on the probably live in a butt Fartland Timbers in a battle for the Cascadia Cup. Yeah, this one actually has a name. We yeah, don't have to give that. it a weird name. Well, um, what a what a weekend the Sounders uh, played over the weekend in Seattle versus the Chicago Fire. It is Pride Night. Pride Night. And there's not a lot to be proud of. That big-ass flag flying. I love a rainbow flag. I love it. <laughs> I Seriously, I do. They're so colorful and beautiful. Yeah. It's summertime, and ah, I just love rainbows so much, so it's great to see that. To watch Chad Marshall help raise it and look like he could not have been less interested in anything ever. <laughs> I think that's like just kind of his M.O. Though. I agree. Like, I don't think he was like being disrespectful, but it's just like, get somebody who maybe is like stoked to do something like that, rather than like, I'm here pulling a thing. Chad, it's the birth of your newborn. This is fine. This I like this. I have enjoyed this moment. Yes. This you, is, this you is my do. favorite movie. How did you know? <laughs> He's uh, So yeah, to see that was the pride flag, gigantic flying over that. I wonder what they do with it in not Pride Night, which is awesome. Uh, it was cool to watch the excitement everyone had to, for a sunny night in Seattle as I watched from home on my couch. <laughs> Sadly, the first half better than the second in terms of uh, goal production. Oh, yeah, Clint Dempsey now tied for the most goals. Yeah. History? yeah, it's great. I was just looking at this. So uh, that's one of the best things about this game. So Clint Dempsey now has 47 goals uh, in his career with the Sounders. It's over 2013 to 2018, right? Yeah. Um, in that same, well, in less than that span, uh, Freddie Montero was here for three seasons. Um, he's who's currently tied with Clint Dempsey for the most goals in history. Um, Obafemi Martins is third on that list with 40 goals, and he did that in three seasons, a very short amount of time. Um, so it took Clint Dempsey five seasons to set the record, but hey. Uh, and the, the other thing to take away from it is that was Clint Dempsey's first goal of the season. Well, but to be fair, we're comparing, like, I'd be like saying Chad Marshall, has, it took him so long to get to 40 goals. or whatever. Yeah, he's a defender. Now, I get it that the deuce of old, Clint Dempsey, 
of old was a more of a gore scoring scoring machine. My thoughts during the match is that's the goal that Dempsey should be scoring this sure. year. Yeah. Uh, I would love to also know what Bruin said to Dempsey after because that like they came over it was like a moment you could tell yeah. that there was like some relief for uh-huh. Dempsey to ha- finally have bagged one there but Bruin came over and said something that made him smile like it made like it like almost like it embarrassed him <laughs> a little bit and then like he thought about it for a moment and he gave it up again he like gave him another like yeah. he, like he then he like awoke from his carbonite and like gave him like a high five and a hug I again. love I love the uh that Clint Dempsey has his handshake with everybody who if he combines with somebody for a goal he goes over and does like two high fives yeah and then they do some weird thing like his thing with um his thing with Ladero, three stars. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going down the list. Sorry. Um, his thing with Ladero is like high five, high five. Act like you're sipping mate or smoking a joint. I don't know exactly which one. Sure, it sure. Is. His thing with um, Will Bruin was walk up, high five, high five, and hug each other. Oh. <laughs> I just thought it was like, well, he's the bear, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's why I thought it was funny. It's bear just hug. Just, yeah. Um, every- so yeah, so Dempsey is now, he's tied for most goals in Sounders FC history. Which is awesome. It's yeah, awesome. that's that's what we should focus and on. And there's still Not people how that don't see Clint Dempsey as like putting enough in for this team or being like, he's like almost like, like a mercenary, right? A lot of people think like, oh, Clint Dempsey's here to, to play the soccer and he doesn't care about the Sounders, whatever. It's cool to see that over five years, he's like, ingrained in the Sounders history books at this point. Like there's people who question his commitment to the team or his ability or whatever, blah blah blah. You look at the numbers, numbers don't lie. Well whatever. Also what are we upset about? Yeah. What do you what is what's expected of the guy that like you come here and you love Seattle or else? Like it, that guy <laughs> likes a town that you can barely pronounce in Texas that sounds terrible. And I'm not like, man, he likes Nagadoches too much. Like, come on. Just I get that you want him to work his ass off. That's a great critique of of watching that guy play for over the years when there's not a lot on the line and he doesn't really put that hustle into it. I get it being upset about that, but like you don't have to be a Seattle lover to to produce for the team. Yeah, well, and the other thing is we gave him a uh, a pay cut this year. Yeah. Uh, so it's, next time you're uh, next time you're upset, just imagine your own performance where you take a two thirds pay cut. But some would say that that's what he earned because of his production or whatever. But right. yeah, he went from making three million to a million dollars. Yep. And the, it's certainly, uh, I don't know if it's an age thing, a motivation thing, or just the way it goes because it's pro sports. All of those things together, maybe bad and, team thing. Like yeah. uh, who knows what that is. So yep. uh, the shocking part of the match more for me was the there was opportunities offensively which is cool i remember at one point in time they said harry ship creating channels i think that was like yeah. a ship joke i think oh. but i didn't catch oh, yeah. until right now but he was, he was really like making a lot of diagonal runs and creating a lot of opportunities up front that was cool but it was in behind and defense where seattle didn't look great oh it looked so it looked so rough man i, I there it wasn't just the fact that like chicago was getting shots on goal um, that was happening for sure, uh, but it was how those shots were coming. It was a lot of uh, one-on-one opportunities where Fry uh, came up huge. Right? Well, th- that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, not so. But it was so many times where it just looked like the defense got really, really compact centrally, and they had a very Chicago had a very easy outlet to the right or to the left where they just play a simple, simple through ball. I sound like Casey Keller right now. It's just the simplest of through balls. To it was actually a very nice play. Um, Play a really simple through ball to a guy making an outside run who had a one-on-one opportunity with Fry. Uh, they had a bunch of missed opportunities where where they could have easily scored a goal. That game could have been 4-1, 3-1 uh, to Chicago, but thanks to 
our Lord and Savior Stephen Fry uh, for doing as well as he did and sacrificing everything. We'll talk about more. I that mean, guy's, I guess that guy's bananas, he dude. He's ridiculous. just his, uh, as Taylor Twelman would say, his highlight reel of his career at Seattle. <laughs> also in that game, he just comes up big over and over again. Right. His ability to get long when he needs to is just so critical he's got such great sense on it yeah he has like a he'll have a guffaw once in a while but like who doesn't he'll make a mistake here but 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 also like the amount of the amount of like goalkeeping insanity that he produces is like don't forget that yeah every game he has something that resembles the save that won the the championship for them like every game has a moment that's Getting inching along towards that greatness. So, yep. Yeah. After the twenty-second minute, things didn't happen. First two goals in the first third of the game, and then it was kind of just like a slugfest back and forth. Neither team looked particularly awesome. Yeah. The way the go- the game goes, Chicago scores the first goal. Uh, Alexander, his name is spelled weird. Alexander Katai, uh, assisted by Brant Bronico, which to me sounds like the name of a bully from like a Cartoon Network show. It, it also looks like somebody was texting you and they just threw in some <laughs> extra letters there because it looks like it should be Alexander Katai and Brant Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Brant Bronico, and then uh, and then, uh, we, I see your back, Bronico. <laughs> that was in the ninth minute, and then Seattle's uh, well, Clint Dempsey. We talked about it. Yeah, uh, assist by Will Bruin and Harry Ship. Hockey assist to Harry Ship in the twenty second. Hi, garbage. Hi, garbage. Hi, garbage. Hi, garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot Hot garbage. garbage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right, it's a look at who's hot, who's garbage, and who is hot garbage. I think that's kind of in the name there. Yeah. Pretty good? Okay. Uh, This week, of course, forever and always, Stefan Fry. Stefan Fry is always... (laughs) Yeah, thank you. He's it's it's ridiculous. It's every week. It might as well we might as well just car- start calling this Stephen Fry garbage, hot garbage, <laughs> because it's always going to be Stephen Fry because of the way that the team is playing right now, the amount of opportunities that they're giving up. He stood on his head and actually at, by the end of the game sacrificed his freaking head. Um, I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, Alan Gordon flies in with an elbow yeah. and uh, sends Stephen Fry, A, the elbow makes contact with the head, and then B, Stephen Fry hits the turf really hard head first and had to be like walked off the field. Dr. Morris had to come out. Yeah, it's in, definitely not a head injury, but definitely a head injury. Definitely a red card, definitely not a red card. Yeah, and nothing happened. So, uh, But the hot part is Stephen Fry made... Like I, I don't know what the statistics are, but like I'm pretty sure it was somewhere around a thousand saves. It, sure. was, it was six. He made six saves. <laughs> um, but like the the week before against New York, he made a, a, a team record eleven saves in a match. His own record. His own. He yeah, breaking his own record. His own record. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what I don't know what more we can even say at this point about. Uh, I know what you can say. You can say the next sentence that's written here. <laughs> yeah. So there was something. <laughs> There is something from the broadcast. Uh, it, was, it was so funny. Somebody caught it and made a gif out of it. Um, <laughs> Fry made a save and was uh, on the ground kneeling over the ball. And um, they they go to cut to the next the next scene. And, and the scene wipe or the screen wipe is the Sounders logo flying from the center. <laughs> but from where it flies from is Stephen Fry's butt. 
So it just looks like Stephen Fry is just farting out the Sanders logo. So that way there's never any question or doubt to the fact that Stephen Fry eats, sleeps, breathes, and farts rave green. Hi. <laughs> We'll have to post that. We'll have to do something with that. Also, I'd like to give another hot for Harry Ship. Like you said, his third totally. consecutive week and assist again. He's uh, he's just been nothing but hot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's part of the reason that uh, that whole goal sequence was was pretty great actually because I think that it came out of Kim Ki Hee made a really great pass up God, forward uh, up to Harry Ship. Harry Ship plays a great through ball uh, down to Will Bruin. It is all one touch stuff. Will Bruin gets a one touch into uh, Clint Dempsey who's crashing in on the net to use another hockey term and um, yeah he's, he's he does what Clint Dempsey does in those spaces and he, and he scores the goal. Um, there were multiple other opportunities for the Sounders to score obviously but um, that whole sequence was great. Harry Ship is it, that's that's his we talk about the last three matches that Harry Ship's played in, Open Cup, New York Red Bulls, um, and then this match against Chicago, Open Cup goal, right? Yep. Uh, Who's New the York only, Red, only one to score. Yeah, New York Red Bulls goal, uh, and this match assist. So we talk about this week in and week out. It looks like Harry Ship's earning himself uh, that spot up next to Will Burr and Clint Dempsey. How about when it comes to big, fat, stupid bodies? Garbage. <laughs> Alan Gordon has the biggest, the fattest, the stupidest of bodies. Uh, I That last play, Alan Gordon is known for this. He, former San Jose Earthquake guy, him along with another player were known as the Bash Bros. Uh, they're known for just being reckless, dirty, clumsy, going into tackles, uh, earning yellow cards, red cards, whatever it takes to to make the play happen. It's sure. not soccer. It's not. It's 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 professional wrestling. It's, it's football. Football. Yeah, exactly. Ew. <laughs> and that joke? Garbage. <laughs> uh so it's hard it's hard, man, because like it's not hard. I, I do not like Alan Gordon. He's he's he doesn't make good plays. That play against uh Stefan was in stoppage time. Fry had the ball and and he leads with the elbow, makes an incredibly reckless, dirty challenge on on our goalkeeper, and and Fry goes in and and I don't know if anything's come out of training yet, but I don't know what the uh, likelihood of Fry if that was a concussion being in the next match. And based on what it looked like on the field, it looked like it could have been a concussion. And uh, nothing nothing came of it, right? There was no Not, no, there's no car, and I don't know if there's going to be like is the disciplinary community going to come That's in? That's what I'm or, looking for. So also, if you search for him, there's a Dr. Alan Gordon who's no longer active, who's a Toronto I was neurologist. Looking, so. I was looking to see if I could find a gif of that play, which I did. Uh, uh, you can go to Sounder at Heart; they posted a gif of it on Twitter. But I searched Twitter for Alan Gordon to see if anything came up, and it was just like one guy spewing a bunch of racist <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> it it might have been Al Gordon. I don't know. It's by the, by your uh, diagnosis so far, doctor, <laughs> I would say that that could be possible. All right. So, um, hey, Alan Gordon, just one more time. Garbage. You suck. Yeah. All right. And then when it comes to uh, hot garbage, this is always the challenging one to just narrow it down to one person. But one guy in red really earned it this week. Hot garbage. Man, Bastian Schweinsteiger. A World Cup winning German player who is now in his retirement at uh, spending his time staying active by playing for Chicago. Playing like a total dick that whole match. Yeah. Uh, He was running his mouth the whole time. The whole time. He gets a yellow card in the first half um, and then all game is doing little tiny little things that are wasting time. He's throwing the ball away here and there. He's kicking the ball away from 
uh, from Sounders from being able to take a free kick. Stuff that you see happens intentionally getting in the heads of the players, uh, wasting time to, to try to earn a draw on the road for Chicago, especially after having played three days before. Um, things, little things like that. Yeah. But if he was, if he wasn't. Bastian Schweinsteiger, World Cup winning German legend, uh, captain of that German team, he would have gotten a second yellow and been off. Uh, so what what I think is hot garbage about this is just the fact that Bastian Schweinsteiger, due to his, I don't know, uh, illustrious glow that surrounds him while he's on the, the soccer field, um, prevents him from getting sent off. Hot garbage. Now, I would have hated to see a red card for something so stupid. But yeah, this, come on! You don't want a second disciplinary yellow yeah, to do that. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's like, come on! Yeah, man. I kind of do want that though, because you do want the refs to be in control of this thing to some like. Uh, you don't want it to end like that, but yeah. you don't. He got to behave however he wanted. Yeah, you don't want it to be a. Your mouth is what gets you kicked out, unless you're biting somebody. Unless you're Luis Suarez, then you deserve <laughs> the red card for the mouth. Well. But. And one of the things that I this one of my favorite things to do uh, with MLS is just to watch plays where players get yellow carded or or don't get sent off or don't get a yellow card or just other harsh things that happen around the league. People mouthing off, surrounding the referee, blah blah blah, and then just asking the question: What if Clint Dempsey did that? Because we saw earlier in the year uh, a challenge. You mean that, Sith Lord Clint Dempsey? Yeah. Well, Bastian Feinsteiger is glowing with the effervescence of a Jedi. Of the Force. Yeah. Clint <laughs> Dempsey with his hood up. Oh, Schweinsteiger's midi chlorians are off the charts. <laughs> uh, Good. <laughs> um. But that's what we saw it earlier in the year, right? We had Steve Zakwanian to talk about this. A, the, the Clint Dempsey red card from earlier this year where he gets sent off is questionable. And then he gets an additional two matches for clapping at the referee as he's walking off the field. Um, and we see players all of the time doing stuff. And I, I'm always wondering, if Clint Dempsey had done that, this would have been a multi-game suspension. Well, I'm watching the the, the replay gif here of uh, Fatso Gordon crashing into Stephen Fry over and over, and it's arms up, head down, <laughs> into, into Fry. if he doesn't get... Was he going to use those arms to score a goal? Because that would have been illegal unless you're Diego Maradona. Hand of God. Yeah, so anyway, um, hot garbage to... Uh, Bastian Feinstecker, I guess, for being too garbagey, and also to Alan Gordon, he also gets to be yeah, hot garbage. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets to be hot garbage. Today. Hot garbage. <laughs> All right. People getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match. It's this week in fan outrage. Okay. <laughs> so Gary, Gary, this is guy's name ninety-three. <laughs> so the best part, I don't know. Like, the match was not a great match to watch, right? It was quite boring. It was so bad. When I I had to choose between watching it live, uh, sitting through the 15 minutes of halftime, and then watching live, or going to bed and watching the rest of it the next day, I chose the latter. Yeah. And then I'm sure you, like, hated every second of it, watching it the (laughs) next... This is what I waited for? This is what I went... Yeah. Cool. I'm glad I slept. It put the baby to sleep, so that's what's important. (laughs) Oh, the Sounders are good for something. So what's the outrage? Then? Okay, so the outrage, what's so funny is the match was so bad that um, you had two people spouting off, going back at each other, saying it was fixed. Like, the Sounders are now match fixing. Uh, so Gary! Yeah, Gary! He said, yup, 
fixed another match. 2-0 all the way. 4 over 4 under. I don't see I'm the worst because I don't understand sports betting at all. Sure. I like put a dollar in. You and skipped like, the word you- there though. You said, yep, LAFC is another fixed match. Oh yeah, because he thought the LAFC match was also a fixed match. Right. Yeah. And so 2-0 uh, all the way. 4 over 4 under. Yawn. Entire second half to score and they followed the bookies instructions. Or you know like the Sounders are just bad at scoring. Yeah, like, <laughs> Or the thing that's happened all season long. Unless it's a full season conspiracy in that, which case. Yeah, that might be it. Um, this is this is another this is this is my favorite guy, uh, Shanio. Uh, it says both clubs should be brought up on max fixing charges. I saw the second half, and you think that twenty-two players can be that <laughs> terrible? Then you Americans are crazy. I've never seen anything so dreadful in my entire life, and I know about football, soccer. I mean, <laughs> I'm British. It was a fast, and then. This guy, then uh, Gary responds and he's like, "Yeah, dude, you're right. Like it was match. It's definitely fixed. Totally, I agree." And then Shawnee says, "I'm British, mate," as if he needed to prove more that he's British. He added in a mate there, and I couldn't agree more. I watched the best of the football on the planet, and safe to say, if that was a Manchester derby, it would have ended eight to eight. Those fire players should be charged in both teams. I've never seen anything so fixed my entire life. I watched South American corrupted football. He's super British. I'm British, mate. I'm the authority. Yeah, let me tell you, I've watched proper football. I hate to tell you, dude, but you could watch every freaking match. In, you, we have better coverage of the Premier League here than you do in England. Yeah. So shut up. Shut and up. I'm British. British. I'm just going to start saying like... Hot rubbish. <laughs> hot rubbish. Oh, James, we got to get him on there. Uh, it doesn't... The thing is corrupt. I can't... I I, we, we have to have him re-record it. Yeah. So. Uh, hey, James, if you're listening, please re-record it. Send it to us. Um... <laughs> The uh, that but it's just so funny. I, I'm gonna start taking like anytime somebody is like, "Hey, Brandon, you should try this tea." I'm gonna be like, "I'm British. This tea is bad. I've had better in Britain." Because I'm not from here, I have a, a higher opinion of something. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is a global phenomenon on the internet. It's just, oh, you like this thing? Oh, I've also liked this thing for longer. So therefore. I'm right. About Can you it. use it as the opposite too? Like if someone is like, uh, "Oh man, this ranch is so tasty," and be like, "Ah, I am British. We don't have ranch. Gross." <laughs> Pretty much, I think you could just choose whatever you like or dislike and make yourself the authority on it by being a dick about it. Gross. Uh, but anyway, the whole point is that this fan outrage is all centered around now the fact that the Sounders is just people being like, "Okay, the Sounders are so bad, so bad that they have to be, fa- they have to be." making somebody money by being this bad right that, like, that's the explanation <laughs> it's, it's not the fact that like they haven't been able to score goals all season it's just they oh they couldn't score goals in the second half because they were doing it for the bookies Brandon those aren't hamstring injuries it's fixed <laughs> yeah I don't know what to say man that's great <laughs> God, I, what do we even do? Okay, let's take a minute here. And I gotta re, I gotta gather myself together here. We'll take a break and come right back with some headlines, some World Cup headlines. Well. All right, there we go. Hi there. Welcome back. I just spent that entire time, literally the entire time, watching the replay of, what's his name, Gordon crashing into the head of Stefan Fry. Oh, I thought you were saying that you were watching uh, Stefan Fry farting out the Sounders logo. I have not seen that yet. Oh, I will find it for you. Yeah. Yeah. um, Stefan Fry fart. (laughs) No results. You're going to find something on the internet that you did not want to find that Stefan Fry did not... (laughs) That's the second time we talked about that today. You should not admit that to a microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a, the thing you should try to stray away from. Okay, so 
I guess this is, you know, we try to stay away from the big uh, the big World Cup headlines because this is a Sounders podcast, but one that really directly impacts Seattle Sounders FC deals with Peru. Yeah, as of uh, this morning, recording on Tuesday, as of this morning, Peru, well, I guess they were already out, but Peru bows out of the World Cup uh, officially. They've played their three matches in the group stage. They will not advance. Uh, future Sounder, probably, definitely, uh, Raul Rua Diaz says in... Spanish translated to English because I don't know Spanish. So roughly. So, yeah, so very roughly. He said, we leave with our heads held high and very proud of our hobby. We have returned and it will be forever. Look at that. He's already not committing to Seattle. Just oh, calling it a hobby. He's not going to run. Uh, we got another Clint Dempsey on our oh, hands. Oh, you guys think I do this? Seri- oh, no, no. This is more of like my side thing. I sell leather goods on the side. <laughs> I'm a basket weaver by trade. <laughs> it's very popular in Peru. Uh, so it sucks for Peru to bow out of the World Cup because it had been a while since they had been on the international since yeah. Peru is sorry, yeah, sorry Peru. Um, and but it's good for us, uh, good for the Seattle Sounders because uh, the faster they're out of the tournament, the more likely the Sounders will be able to get him in Seattle, start to get him integrated with the team. They haven't officially announced anything. They probably won't until the transfer window opens, obviously. <laughs> but you can imagine that Ra- Raul is either on his way back to Peru to get a stuffing head up to Seattle, or he might be coming directly to Seattle. Uh, to finish up the negotiations of the paperwork. And then you got to think that he'll have, uh, what, like probably 16 weeks before he's ready to play in our system, and then yeah. we'll have like a couple great games at the end, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, to maybe get us to uh, ninth place, currently in 10th place, I think. What's the story on other people that are interested, the Sounders fans here in uh, at the World Cup play? Let's start with Panama. Yes. Yeah, so Panama is, uh, as we said, Competing in their first World Cup ever, yeah, um, and it's not going so and maybe hot. Maybe their last, <laughs> maybe their last, based on what we've seen, uh, it's not going so hot. But they did score their first ever World Cup goal. Was it from striker turned defender Roman Torres? It was not defender oh. turned striker Roman Torres. No, 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 it was he. They were talking about it in the match. I didn't realize that he started out as a striker, like in his younger days. Yeah, and then he just kept growing, and they're like, oh they're no, like, no, 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 you the biggest boy, <laughs> you are playing center back. <laughs> Uh, heaviest boy of the World Cup did not score a goal in this match, uh, but they did score a goal. Panama did score a goal. Yay! Yeah, it was crazy. Their fans went ballistic yeah, it, after England you had already they scored. They saw boobs at the hotel across the street. They went so crazy. <laughs> Uh, but it was in a 6-1 loss to England. Uh, oh, 6-1 is brutal. Ouch. How about that Harry Kane, though? My yeah. God. Harry Kane doesn't even have to try and score his goals. Yeah, he just kind of like does a little tap dance and goal. Oh, you want to score a goal? What if Harry Kane gets in the way? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, exactly. He's like, oopsie. So Panama also out of the World Cup. Uh, so they that's will another be sounder coming home. back. That's another sounder coming home. Does Roman Torres have a starting spot in a two-center back defense? So outside of that one game a few matches ago where Kim Kihi just had a, a brilliant match, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought he's had some some pretty rough plays over the last two matches against New York and Chicago where it's looked like he was just not in form, uh, What didn't necessarily have the communication in place with uh, Chad Marshall. However, I don't necessarily see that as a significant drop-off from what we have with Roman Torres. So I don't know exactly if Roman comes back and is able to slot right back into Kim Ki-hee. Yeah. There's been a lot of rumors about him actually moving to a Mexican side uh, during the next transfer window. And if that happens, even though he just signed a, a contract extension uh, with the Sounders just like last year, um, if that happens, I think that the Sounders might be continue if, if they think that that's going to happen I, I should say uh they might continue to play kim kihi and just think like okay now we we use all of this real life game time to make 
this his spot and to get him integrated and not have to do this whole integration process again in a, in another month or so. I think you keep with the five uh, the five back uh, experiment that's been going on and you play the three of them together, Chad Marshall, Kim Kee-hee, and Roman Torres. Sure. The three of them at the back line there with two wingers out on the sides and get some experience. Maybe you could even then with Chad Marshall aging out of the team a little sure. bit, maybe it would be an opportunity to then have somebody like an Alfaro come in and get some game time on a back line where you've got two other central defenders who are um, who can help facilitate him his tendency to make a few sure. mistakes. Yeah. So, so he, he's got to get some minutes to learn if we're if we're going to put any investment into this guy's future after he's been sort of disappointing this year to a lot of fans, then you need to give him some more minutes to work out the system. I don't know if that's in place of Kim Kihi or in place of a Chad Marshall as you prepare for him to age out. In place of Will Bruin because he's a striker? Yeah. Or in place of... We know that there's like a... It's like the game Portal. You can go from <laughs> striker to central defense. Whatever. Because we also know that the heaviest boy of the World Cup is the fastest boy of the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he got burned a couple times there where it was like, oh, this is the step up and world-class quality yep. that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, great to see Roman Torres having a really working his ass off out there. Yeah. Uh, but it begs to question when he showed up to begin the season for Seattle and he wasn't match fit. He wasn't he was going to work into the season a little bit. He kind of looked the same like his approach might have been similar for the World Cup. I think we're just being real optimistic about like what peak Roman Torres is. Yeah, uh, we keep saying like, oh, he'll work up to match. This might be his match fitness. You know what I mean? Uh, where he might be losing a step as he gets a little older. He's not that old, but yeah. especially for a center back. But he might be losing a step here and there. Uh, and I, I love having a character. I love what a fun guy he absolutely. is, and wh- how like uh, you know we we give Dempsey the same amount of shtick that like yeah. he maybe is not producing on the field like you need him to, but he's a good guy for the younger guys to learn from. I don't know if Roman Torres is able to provide that. I know he's a locker room guy, which yeah. is good to have a couple of those. God, the but videos from him like in the, over the last two seasons, like dancing in the locker room, doing his little smile, like bunny hop, man. his smile. Yeah. Like uh the way that you can see him interact with a lot of the other Spanish speakers on the team. Um it's He's obvi- he's like the captain of the Panama national team. He's like we talked about this last week. He's got a stadium named after him in Panama now. He scored the goal that sends him to the World Cup. That's all for Panama. He's great with the Spanish speakers on our team as well. He like has worn the captain's armband before. Uh, after you know somebody gets substituted out, of course, uh, he doesn't start the game as a as a captain. But all that to say is like we crap on him a lot, but he's. We love him, yeah. right? Like you love the character that he is. You love the the massive dreadlock. Uh, you love it when we're boy. winning. Exactly. You love it when he's the guy that scores the final PK in the in when the you have a reason to, and when you have a reason to dance around in the locker room and and have play have him play his uh yeah you know Panamanian music or whatever it is that they're listening. But to. I wonder if his positive attitude in the locker room is enough to bring people up. Like the like Seattle needs somebody to light a fire. Right on some level and it's clearly this season not Ben Schmetzer he's not really that guy in my estimation I don't know him very well personally but he's not vivacious you need a you the team looks flat and kind of beat down they maybe need somebody that's gonna make it fun again to be playing soccer dude this brings me to I don't know how much we want to get into this right now cool I've been having a lot of doubts about the Brian Schmetzer yeah uh as head coach. What are you going to do, man? Like this is what happens with any position with any coach anywhere this that when what... you when 
you hang your hat on the idea that it's our home is our fortress, and that's going to be where we're going to make up the difference on the road from a lack of dynamic team, a lack of dynamics team. You're counting on the home form to continue, and it has not been there this season. And suddenly, you're talking 10th in the West, Seattle, halfway through the season. That's not going to cut it. Unable to earn a, a win against a mediocre Eastern Conference team who, who played just midweek. played three days ago, right? Yeah, like uh, at home, too. And uh, Feinsteiger's like 70 out there, and we couldn't <laughs> stop him. That's like that's a, he was so, boring guys with old war stories so, out there. And I'm like, God, come on, Schwein, give him a yellow, shut him up. So this is what's like uh, so hard. Yeah. You you hire a, a club legend, right, Brian Schmetzer, to uh, helm the club after getting rid of your first ever MLS coach, Ziggy Schmidt. Yeah. Um, you get a you get that you get to that first World uh, World Cup. It's on the brain. You get to that. That's Chicago. Chicago's playing for the World Cup. Sounders are playing for MLS Cup. Yeah. Uh, you get to that first MLS Cup uh, after the season after you sign Nico Lodero, right? Uh, the second season, you kind of do the same thing. You have a terrible first half. You turn it around in the second half. You get there. Uh, this season feels different. It, it, we've all during the beginning of the season. It's there are no must win games. There are no must win games in in April, May. Okay, June. Are there must game win games in July? Like at some point, there are must win games. Right. There's a point where you are mathematically eliminated from from. Uh, from the playoffs, and the problem is, is that you've hired a, a club legend to to helm this team. Not a ton of experience coaching anywhere except for in Seattle for an NASL team um, before they were even in MLS. And as an assistant coach under under Ziggy Schmidt, who was MLS original, right, mm-hmm. been coaching in this league forever and before that in college. So the Sounders haven't made like a haven't ever been led by a coach who has like a coaching pedigree, if you know what I mean. You see uh, new teams like Atlanta who are tearing up the league go out and get Tata Martino, former Argentina coach, for, former Barcelona coach. I mean, but at least Ziggy was a MLS Cup champion Sure, coach. but but before MLS was MLS what it is now. Yeah, you I, know what I, mean? I hear what you're saying. And so uh, even... even um, uh, Remy Gard in in Montreal, right? At least they've gone to France and picked a, and picked. A, I mean, they kind of have to go to France. They go pick a French guy and for France for the, Quebec. The point being though is that somebody's got to step it up here, right? Uh, if you want to start competing at the highest level as the league gets better, you're going to start looking for the logic says sure. that you need to go find the highest level coaching that you can afford to bring in, but that doesn't always play out because sometimes a club legend is the guy that gets it done for you as we've seen for the last couple seasons going to MLS Cup. It like you said though, it feels different this year and you would hate to have him be the thing that they sacrifice. And like now the argument is Garth out. Everyone says that and you got to think like is that the appropriately directed animosity? Steve Zakawani was in here a couple months ago and he said Schmetzer will never lose the locker room. I wonder if he would still say the same thing. We'll have to ask him. Well, uh, also, side note, Steve Zakawani has his Kingdom Hope Zakawani and Friends soccer match that's happening on Sunday at Starfire Field. You can raise money for his own foundation. Uh, he tries to help kids the money necessary for a scholarship to be able to both participate in soccer and education so that way they have a chance to, we have a chance to develop America as a soccer giant one day. And the 
this is the building blocks are starting now. Uh, all the information, kingdom-hope.org to find out more about that. You'll hear uh, yours truly. I'll be doing the match commentary poorly, so sorry in advance, Steve. And I uh, can't wait to see Chad Johnson. Ocho Cinco is coming back to do that. There's a lot of opportunities. Zakawani, though, to the point. Kingdom-hope.org. Zakawani, to the point, though, said that he'll never lose the locker room. I wonder if that holds up right now. Well, and I... This is what's tough is that it sometimes feel like it's even it's a blasphemy to even question Brian Schmetzer uh, as a, as head coach of this team, tenth in the West. But you have you have that you have what this team is uh, held to standard wise by its fans, right? Um, we're we're supposed to be competing for not just MLS Cup, not just for playoffs. Uh, we're we're supposed to be competing for uh, supporter shield, you know. And on top of that, the Champions League was yeah. a thing. That, yeah, the, the, we're prioritizing how, Champions League. Remember how long ago that was? It feels like it was feels ages like ago. ago. Same the, season. Co- the Cup of Concacaf Cup. Yeah, man. So that's I don't know. It feels like blasphemy to even question him. It uh, it feels like if you if you like I feel like we'll get some angry tweets of people being like, oh, how do you question Brian Schmetzer uh, for from. For, for heading up this team. It's not his fault, it's Gar's fault, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Again, we should be clear, though, we don't actually know. And so yeah. now we just have to start asking the questions, where right. are the problems coming from? What what are the source of them? And you, no one is immune to that. Is it bad soccer podcasting that's causing the problems? Like, I'm willing to put my hand up, probably. <laughs> it's probably us. It's our fault. But where what's the level that this is a problem? Is it a front office thing? Is it an on-the-field thing? Is it a medical staff thing? Are their jerseys making their nipples too itchy? Like, I don't know the answer. Yes, the answer is yes to that last one. I've worn those jerseys. I, well, I mean, we both have we both have the authentic yeah, I've, I've spent the I've dished out some coin before yeah. for the authentic. And now I don't know if my nipples are getting itchy from the jersey or if that's just like something I should get checked out. But uh, if they're if they're itching away from that problem, <laughs> okay, maybe a little preparation H on your nipples. Oh, I gotta make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when we come back, <laughs> when we come back. Uh, also, final thing that, we gotta talk about one more thing that we nipples. that we have not talked about yet. When it was, we were talking about World Cup teams. Yes. Uh, Gustav Svensson is a name we haven't mentioned yet for Sweden because we don't know what's going to happen right now. They're kind of in this position where they could advance should certain things happen, but the matches at the time of recording have not happened yet, so that is something that we'll see. Maybe we'll be able to have a squad that actually looks like it's kind of what was designed at the beginning of the season as soon as a couple weeks from now. Yeah, Sweden's currently not in the picture to to move through, but they play uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m. against Mexico, and at the same time, or, or somewhere around there, Germany will be playing South Korea, um, or something. I don't know. Some stuff has to happen in order for, for Sweden to go through. Sweden basically needs to win. Uh, chances are we'll get we'll get Gustav back before uh, we would have liked him to be. Does that make sense? Two stars. Do I sound like Taylor Tolman right now? <laughs> okay, when we come back, we're going to preview a very important Cascadia Cup matchup that's happening on Saturday at Century League Field. Mm, less parched now with mouths wet, I suppose. Brandon's going back in for another round. All right, a preview. This is the 101st meeting all time between the teams. This weekend is the Seattle Sounders FC 10th in the West versus the Fartland Timbers. 5th in the West, Century Lake Field, 1.30 p.m., a battle of the Cascadia Cup. 101, 100 meetings so far. Earlier in the season was the 100th. A lot of hype. This is the 101st between the teams in USL, whatever leagues we've been in for forever. Here we are at the MLS level, 101st meeting. Now, Fartland are the four-time Cascadia Cup champs. Seattle also have four Cascadia Cups. I think for one match, 
that there should be a jersey that instead of the star that each of them have above it, put little Cascadia cups at the top to show who's the boss little, or below. Yeah, little uh, trees or, or... Around the nipples? Yeah. Around the itchy nipples? <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> have four little cups there, and then, of course, stupid Vancouver that we weren't going to talk about have six, so they'd have like the big one for five and then right. the extra one. I think right. that'd be kind of fun to do something like that. I'm sure MLS gets involved in the procedure and goes, no, you can't do that. It's a made-up cup that we don't support. But if you want to take money for putting Halo on your jersey below Xbox, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as we get a cut. Yeah, so... Um, the this is fun. This is a fun one to see who's gonna. If if nothing else, right now the season's not playing out the way we need it to for Sounders fans. If nothing else, if the Cascadia Cup could be won, that would be awesome. The first match so far in the season did not count because there's an imbalance of matches this year, so they had to. That was just for the for fun. <laughs> in terms of the Cascadia Cup, in terms of the season, it's real. But this will be the first meeting in Cascadia Cup action between any of the three teams involving Seattle. Yep, that first match, it's a good thing it didn't count, but it did count towards MLS standings, which sucks, but uh, the Fartland won 1-0 in Fartland. Yeah, you got to expect that's a tough one to go on the road and play when you're a team that's beat up the way that they were at the time. This will be one of the first chances to see a better Sounders squad with a little more confidence, I would suspect, but you're still missing a couple guys that are off on international duty. I don't know how the Fartland Timbers are affected by international World Cup play. They're not at all. Oh, so that's that's tough with Diego Valeri, the Argentinian, who arguably should be there because Argentina (laughs) has been so bad so far. Uh, That match is going on as we record, so we won't say anything beyond that. Uh, All right, so when you look at this match, uh, the first time that Portland has to come to Seattle in 2018... The only time. The only time that they'll be here. Who do you see... As the hero for the Sounders, I don't. I gotta go. I mean, besides the fact that it will always be Stephen Fry. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of permanent hero. Yeah, Harry Ship. He should get one of those like awesome like suits that superheroes wear, where it shows their muscles and stuff, and like their nipples. As our permanent nipple hero, Stephen Fry <laughs> should get a nipple suit and be able to like just be like look bad at maybe like a cool like mask that he wears or something. Yeah. So he does look like a superhero. He deserves it at yeah. this point. And that way, when uh, stupid Alan Gordon goes up uh, <laughs> wrist. First into his head, he'll have a little more protection. Yeah, oh, a little petter check meets superhero meets nipples. I think it's the way to go. So basically, uh, Batman for Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I think outside of Stephen Fry in his awesome like new superhero costume, Harry Ship, who should we should just give him a boat captain. Like, would, would it be cool if 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 Stephen Fry had a cape also? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously that'd be so dope. Dude. Yeah, have a cape back there. I think all on that blue on that like cool blue kit that already kind of looks like a superhero Marvel kit. I'm gonna say it. New rule for 2019: all MLS goalkeepers wear a cape. You heard it here. I mean, if we're the reason that foot soccer is bad in in Seattle, we could also be the reason that soccer is good and weird. With great power <laughs> comes great ridiculous responsibility. Yeah, fashion responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Harry Ship, he gets a boat hat. Because based on the amount of boat puns that you hear from the announcers, speaking of announcers, yeah. Keith Costigan's alive, apparently. Yeah, good. Wait, welcome back to life, Keith yeah. Costigan. Yeah, congrats. He was gone for a little while there. Yeah. Maybe he had I, some things to do. Coaching Cal FC. and He was uh, at his computer writing Harry Ship puns. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great. I'm back. Harry Ship is creating channels. <laughs> Get it? I think that it sounds like Costigan's having the most fun that he has. 
that's good. I like. I he sounds a little happier. I wonder if he's pissed that Fox didn't take him to the World uh, Cup. To the World Cup because yeah. Fox didn't take anybody to the World Cup. That's so nuts, man. I mean, they took a ton of people to the World Cup, including that guy who is a Spanish language guy. I can't oh, remember his name. But yeah, 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 yeah. The best, like the the like the Mexico uh, broadcaster, right? The the Mexico broadcast. No, I mean like he he broadcasts like he is the guy that Mexico goes to like the team Mexico goes to to call all of their matches. He does a ton of basketball as well. Really? Yeah. He like he is Spanish language and he makes a ton of um he makes a ton of like Guns and Roses references really? and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, it's pretty, I didn't pick up on that. Jorge Perez Navarro. He's is the, the guy that talks like this and right like that's the he, he's the guy with the really big booming goal. Yeah, yeah, he's the one guy on uh, on American television that's covering this. That's that yelling, doing the traditional goal. Of course, yell, yeah. yeah. But he's hilarious. He's been a lot of fun. So that's a very that's big good. side note. I wish he could uh, step in to fill in the blanks sometimes. Though I yeah. love uh, Matt Johnson a lot, and Keith Costigan has been fun this year. I want to hear the cross between goat or not <laughs> boat goats on the mind again. Uh, boat puns and Guns and Roses references. Yeah, man. I don't know how many there are. El but. Capitano. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so I think that uh, Harry Ship can be the hero. Oh yeah, we're still talking about that. Yeah, huh? heroes and villains. Uh, Harry Ship in his in his boat captain hat, uh, playing a, a, just one of the only players on the sounder doing anything right now. So versus Diego, the villain Diego, chip on my shoulder, long black cape, Valeri. Yes, exactly. Twirly mustache, monocle, top hat, Gosh. tying people to rain uh, railroad tracks. Yeah. Uh, He's a bad guy. I would have gotten away with the two if it wasn't for you dang kids. <laughs> and your boat. <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, um, before we get to the Crystal Pepsi ball, for anyone that's zoned out for the last 34 minutes and is just rejoining us, TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Uh, I say something I learned today. Fartland lives in butts. I learned that the Sounders jerseys and their itchy nipples are to blame. <laughs> and for some reason, Portland can't say sh. Portland can't say sh. Nailed it. I'll look into the Crystal Pepsi Ball, a game prediction for upcoming match. The match takes place 1.30 on Saturday, CenturyLink Field. Sounders FC in 10th versus Fartland Timbers, who come from Butts in 5th place. It's the Cascadia Cup. What do you see when you look into your swirling ball? My prediction is that starting 11 is announced. All of the players go out to the field and they start playing soccer. Out of nowhere, mm. Roger Levesque in a cape, because ah! capes are a thing now. Ah! He drops onto the field, reveals his costume. He takes off the cape and he's just wearing the Sounders costume, or the Sounders outfit and everybody's like, oh, it was Roger Levesque the whole time. He runs and he scores a goal after Nate Jaqua pops out of the ground. He pops up and assists the goal to Roger Levesque. Levesque gets the goal. He goes over. He grows up to 30 feet tall. Nate Jaqua dresses like a lumberjack and chops him down. Roger Levesque falls down and crushes Portland because somehow geography and the Sounders win 5-1 to probably. Well then. Okay, I'm going to say 2-1 Seattle. Damn it! 